Wow, good afternoon, good morning, good night, breadheads. How are we doing today? Hello, breadheads. Welcome <laughs> to the 200th episode of Think Fresh Podcast. Stink Fresh, 200 episodes in, and we finally upgraded our gear. I'm hoping that you breadies can hear this amazing audio quality right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, you know, blew the fucking company budget on this mm-hmm. new laptop here and an eight pack of Budweiser's, and we're bringing you this um, HD level um, episode, mm-hmm. finally, two years later. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be white guys if we didn't talk, talk to you a little bit about the tech specs right now. We've got the M1 chip on the MacBook. That's what's recording this episode. <laughs> We're also in our own private co-working space that our <laughs> anchor bag was able to... Uh, private get. co-working is such a funny oxymoron. Because mm-hmm. anyone can like open the door into this recording session right now. Um, but... Currently, it's Friday night, and we got the whole place to ourselves, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were able to afford all this because we drink a thrifty beer. That's right. Budweiser 8-pack. <laughs> Quick oh, crack. Shit. Happy Hold Friday, on. Eric. Happy Friday. <laughs> oh, shit. Thank you. Got reason to celebrate, baby. 200 <laughs> inches wow, of Thinking Fresh. Wow. Mm. Ty, that's pretty impressive. Who knew that 200 episodes later, we would be finally upgrading our machine. Um, I would be calling a computer a machine. Mm-hmm. I would too. <laughs> um, and yeah, we still have somehow things to talk about regarding the subway, but it's getting really difficult at this point. What do you think? Yeah, we're definitely running out of topics, but somehow, much like the last three bites of the footlong, I've been able to power through find a way the Mm. the human psyche and the human body are both incredible and the stamina that we've had to like maintain to keep this podcast running over 200 episodes two and a half years of podcasting absurd absolutely absurd just like a foot long tie all the sauce is pooling at the end and that's what this podcast is. We're we're just looking for that sauce. We're mm-hmm. searching for the sauce at the end of the tunnel. Hunting for the hot sauce, yeah. <laughs> Dude, our podcasting time frame is actually probably longer than the median uh, employment of the average sandwich artist. I don't think the that's average true. sandwich artist lasts more than six inches or six months, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you must be hungry. Yeah, dude, always. Um, I think you're right. And they always say like, Try to get a year at a job before you quit. That mm-hmm. way it doesn't look suspicious on your resume. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing more suspicious on a resume than podcast host. <laughs> or sandwich artist. Or sandwich artist. Yeah, Both right. industries have a high degree of burnout. In the sandwich artist case, there's a high degree of toast out. <laughs> so if you, if you are on a hiring panel, if you see a sandwich artist, sorry, X artist walk through the doors mm-hmm. uh give them a little slack if they only got four or five months of experience on that resume mm-hmm. toast out is real toast out is real um and <laughs> what are we gonna do now ty i mean we got 200 episodes in the bag mm-hmm. in the takeout bag mm-hmm. and i mean do we pivot do we pivot to a different fast food restaurant do we start talking about um you know, technology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do we start reviewing sandwiches? What do we do now? It's a really good question, Eric. I feel like 200 episodes is such a natural end point. It's an end cap on a marathon of podcasting. And 
I feel really, really torn up about what to do next. One half of my foot long, one half of my brain long is thinking we should sunset this beautiful project <laughs> because we're at such a natural ending. 200 episodes, baby. But the other six inches of my brain <laughs> are thinking about how much I love doing this with you, how this has brought mm -hmm. us together, mm -hmm. how fun it is to talk to the breadheads, to our, our, our footlong family mm -hmm. all, all across the globe. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they would do without us. I don't know what I would do without this. I'd be a broken man. Yeah, probably something horrible. They would probably, that's what they would do. Mm -hmm. um, so you heard it here for first, folks. Um, one like, and we will keep going with this podcast. <laughs> That's if, all we need. If we, Harder on Spotify. If we can get one, one more review on Apple Podcasts, mm -hmm. we will continue with this show. The show must go on, Ty. Because mm -hmm. we blew the annual budget on this co-working <laughs> space and M1 chip. I also think we should entertain putting our NFT back up for sale. I like that. It's been sitting in a cold crypto wallet for the last seven months. But mm -hmm. if you're a breadhead listening to this and you want to be a part of Think Fresh history, go check out the <laughs> Hot Trash NFT that we've created. It's our podcast mm -hmm. album artwork. Link and in the description. Link in description. Uh, and put your, the, your best offer out there, whatever <laughs> ether you want to blow right now. And um, you could be single-handedly responsible for keeping this podcast running. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with one small donation of 12 inches you could uh, keep this podcast rolling guys. Mm -hmm. and if you don't have any money in your wallet but you feel passionate go sign the petition that's linked in our bio as well mm -hmm. uh, we want to bring back the falafel sandwich <laughs> we've been advocating for this for quite some time mm -hmm. we are speaking for the unspoken mm -hmm. we are finding a voice where there never was one <laughs> Um, and yeah. we, we want to fill every voice with a mouthful of falafel sandwich. We want to bring that footlong back on the menu. Yeah. Unfortunately, Ty, due to Subway's dark history, there were actually a, a lot of voices, um, young ones, <laughs> <laughs> that, were, oh, no. that went unheard, Ty, and their mouths were being filled, but, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but not by 12 inches, Ty, something Wolf. much less. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, an unfortunate four-incher. <laughs> exactly. A mighty melt of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I'm mighty melting at that joke. But, yeah, so 200 episodes is quite the place to be in. Things are going good for us, though, Eric. We have this new studio. We're recording IRL. <laughs> we, we were just recently, Think Fresh was, for the, I think the Breadheads would love to know that Think Fresh was solicited to participate in a video the other day. Face for podcasting? Uh-uh, don't think so. That's true. Uh, you won't be able to find this video anywhere online uh, because it is secret. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it, I can tell you that it's going to be used to inspire other young art types like us to enter the fashion and entertainment industries. Let's just let's keep it at that. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? Like We talk about toasting a lot, but we also talk a lot about chrome hearts and i think that dichotomy mm -hmm. is what attracted this videography company to working with us mm -hmm. yeah we um were basically asked to have a fake meeting of sorts um mm -hmm. there were four of us seated at a table and we had a bunch of notebooks and uh this very laptop out mm -hmm. and we were talking about you know 
all kinds of random stuff because we just have to pretend like we were working. So we ended up talking about big beer versus craft beer, mm-hmm. um, you know, Carbone mm-hmm. being the restaurant representation of New York, whereas mm-hmm. Cactus Club is Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a missed opportunity, now that I think about it, to talk to our other co-hosts of Subway. Yeah, we actually probably <laughs> should have uh, addressed the the elephant in the room, <laughs> or I guess like the roast chicken in the room, <laughs> which is, what's your favorite poultry. Subway order? The poultry, yeah. Um, but that's okay. You live and you learn. Exactly. Uh, oh, man. Ty, I had Mexican food twice in a row. I've been in, on a Mexican in your life? Like, since we last spoke. Oh, wow. Um, Damn. It's something that I want to, like, just come out with. Mm-hmm. No, you I, I, Whenever I order food, Ty, I order Mexican food. Mm. That day in the office that mm-hmm. we are talking about right now, I had enchiladas for mm-hmm. lunch. I, I watched you eat that enchilada. You saw me gobble them down. Munch, munch. <laughs> munch, munch. I was a real munch that day. It was about an eight-inch long enchilada, if you're trying <laughs> to visualize it. <laughs> exactly. Covered in some nice light red sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, rosé. Beautiful. I love when people call tomato sauce rosé sauce. Me too. <laughs> I like rosé sauces on my pasta a little bit more than your like trad marinara. <laughs> uh, so sometimes I'll like, you, you might uh, like scrutinize me for this, but I'll sometimes like throw a splash of oat milk in my <laughs> marinara sauce just to like cream it up a bit, get that, lighten the color. I love that. I mean, dairy's not out of your dietary window, is it? Like No, no, butter? no, no, no. Um, dairy, I'm pro-dairy. I know you are. I'm a dairy daddy. But you just don't like to throw a hunk of butter in there. You just wanna you just wanna open the Califia oat milk and dump like three dollars worth in there. My real problem with milk from the teat of a cow, Eric, is that I it comes in too big of quantities. Nobody should have four <laughs> fucking liters of That's not true. cow breast milk in their fridge. That is simply cow slander tie and I'm a cow apologist, and, <laughs> and I won't be standing for this. You can get a one liter. You can get any size. You can get a milk-to-go bottle if you want. Subway carries those. Dude, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not a cow denier. I'm not suggesting that four liters doesn't exist. I'm su- suggesting that it should not exist. And the reason okay. for that is because I don't think that any fluid should exist more than 12 ounces. This can of Budweiser that I'm drinking, Eric, this is as big as fluid should get in a single container. 355 milliliters. Well, you have eight of them in your backpack. Yeah. But... So you're just creating more waste now. If we had a pitcher, <laughs> which we should, which we should have, <laughs> like let's just let's just call it what it is, Ty. Mm-hmm. Like that argument is foolproof right there. Well, we are in a share type situation, so I'm not consuming an entire pitcher on my own. Although I could, if mm-hmm. I wanted to. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Don't test him. <laughs> I just he can consume twelve inches and twelve ounces. It doesn't matter. Okay, so maybe the pitcher's fine, and maybe the milk jug's fine. I guess maybe where my my real challenge is is about the tight the size of the the fluid bearing vessel that I actually pick up. I don't want to pick up the four mm. liter milk jug if I don't have to. You don't like how the liquid is like part of the handle, like yeah, how it's like in the handle. Yeah, dude, <laughs> you don't like that. Part? that that's kind of weird, right? A little snake <laughs> in my hands. <laughs> but if you know what, that's like perfect design the fact that the handle is made of more liquid carrying area like mm-hmm. that's so genius actually it's kind of funny if you think about it, it's like oh to pick up the milk you need to grab the milk exactly like, oh i see you're holding the milk <laughs> <laughs> it's like if it was a normal handle like a mug that would be wasted space ty 
but mm -hmm. the fact that the milk can go inside the handle means that no volume goes unwasted. Damn. So is the fact that <laughs> my like like English breakfast tea doesn't fluidly like slime through the handle of my coffee mug the failure of modern ceramics? Um yes. Hmm. It's every um like artsy chick who like takes up ceramics doesn't understand that you can make that like fillable. Yeah, you top it up. But it is harder to like the challenge with that though is you're not reusing the milk jug. Well maybe you are. I would love to hear how if you are. Mm -hmm. But you are reusing the mug that you made at ceramics class. Mm. But have you ever heard of like I think there's a Canadian stereotype that milk comes in a bag. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of that mm -hmm. one? I've seen You've it. Probably seen it. You I've come from it. a small town. It's not. It's that. not a small town thing. It's an East Coast thing. East they, Coast it, thing. In Toronto, okay. they'll have it at a gas station. Really? So yeah. you just go. It's kind of like how they have the freezer outside with all the ice. You just got like bags of milk. Bags of milk. It'll be like next to the Gatorade at a Seven Eleven. Holy shit! It's so weird. And, and you pick it up, that? and it's like I love to give it a spank. Like a. It's oh, like. Oh yeah. I like that too because it, it reminds me of like boxed wine. It's mm -hmm. like, you, you think box wine is all funny, right? It's like, it's, it's in a box. And then yeah. you open the box, like, it's in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. It's wild how many different, like, vessels there are for carrying wine now. Like, mm -hmm. wine comes in a can now. Why did they need to introduce the can? They already had the box, the bag, and the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> the triple B, big baller brand. <laughs> big baller brand, yeah. <laughs> I like the canned wine. I like all canned beverages, Ty. Mm -hmm. As you know, I this is a frat house. Mm -hmm. And I love... Any canned like cocktail because mm -hmm. it, it removes the mixologist from the equation. Like I don't want to see a mixologist in my life. Mm -hmm. If I'm in a world where there's a person mixing my drink for me, they have mm -hmm. to be wearing a suit and making me a martini. Yeah. But if it's a margarita, like just serve it to me like from the tap. It doesn't matter. Does not matter to me. Yo, I totally get that. And any breadheads that's been following us for 200 episodes surely knows that we are a mixologist persecution podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, it's an exactly. industry that needs to die quickly and die harshly. Yeah, I'm a can accelerationist. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? The sandwich artist is a mixologist of sorts because <laughs> when they pick up that, that Southwest sauce, they give Damn. her a little one-two shake before they squirt mm -hmm. it. And they are... <laughs> <laughs> And not, but so not only are they uh, participating in the forearm activities of your bar, your basic bartender, but they're also uh, combining different fluids. They get a little ranch in there, perhaps some barbecue, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of the tangy sweet onion. And mm -hmm. uh, to me, that's a mixologist. You're right. Damn. Can't dumb it down anymore. You're absolutely right. They are. I mean, mixologists are drink artists. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just a shame that you know they have this like title and it's like people look up to them like why do people look up to people who mix drinks and not mix sandwiches? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's funny how like as soon as you get into transitional food types, the art disappears. Like Subway has been um, celebrated for protecting that, but if you think about it, on like the full fluid side, we have mixology. And on the full culinary side, we have these like executive chefs that get Michelin stars and mm -hmm. random. But like in the like, is it food or is it fluid category? There's so much ground to be covered. Like, have you ever heard of an all-star soup maker? Like, it's only Nona. Like, that's where it ends. Yeah. And surely that's not the ceiling of soup, or stew, or sauce, or any other fluid that falls both into, or sorry, any other 
consumable that falls both into a fluid and food category. Mm, I see what you're saying. Like, um, where's the sauce boss? Who's the sauce boss? Mm, you're right. Where? Who is the sauce boss? Who well, is the sauce boss? Well, in my eyes, the sauce boss is the uh, shawarma restaurant guy who <laughs> asked me, hot sauce boss? And I say yes. Mm. He's the sauce boss to me. Hot sauce boss. <laughs> yeah. I love a little like takeout food with some light misogyny. Mm-hmm. It's, always, it's always a fun mix. Because mm-hmm. then whenever there's a woman in line with me, guy, he's always like, well, which one of the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, the shawarma guy will always gender you. Yes. Yeah. The shawarma guy is the last honest person on earth. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one who calls it like he sees, mm-hmm. and he has the wife in the back doing the back of house work. Yeah, I walk, I walk into a shawarma place, and he's like, what do you want, little man? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dude, they, yeah, they call it like they see it, man. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. There's something nice about that. Yeah, it's almost like you need 20-20 vision to work in a shawarma shop. Shawarma shop. <laughs> because they need to be able to look you up and down and then very make a critical decision about how they're going to address you. Yeah, exactly. Because they need to know if you're going to like put their business at risk. Because mm-hmm. they're probably like, you know, cutting some legal corners. Mm-hmm. You know, they're probably not cleaning everything on their tax. Um, you know, they probably stole the TV that's in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so anything that um, make, makes you look like a narc. Mm-hmm. Is gonna be like immediately flagged to them. Oh yeah, never wear a polo shirt into a shawarma shawarma shop. <laughs> exactly. Like, don't or, get a haircut and then immediately go to shawarma. These things are tells. Yeah. Don't bring a Starbucks cup in there because if you're carrying a latte, like you're you're definitely the op. Right, right, right. We don't talk to the ops. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So in that way, shawarma shops are kind of <laughs> the most real place. Like they're. They're almost like little mini, little, little mini mafias. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. They all mm-hmm. serve the same product. You know what I mean? Got They're me, a mighty got mafia. Me raving, got me raving about the latest product. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn. I kind of wish that uh, Subway sandwich artists, or like your, your Subway <laughs> franchise, had this kind of like Sopranos-esque crime ring sensation when you walked in, where you didn't feel like you were supposed to be there, but you felt like they were all kind of like, they know more about you than you, you know? Yeah. They they know more than they are supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel like they know less than they're supposed to. That's yes. my general takeaway. And that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that does suck, Ty. Um, hmm. I, just looked at, I just looked down on my shoes during this recording, Ty. Mm-hmm. Did you notice I'm wearing some new Nikes? I didn't notice. These are cool. Thank you. They're very reflective. They're pretty reflective. Um, you won't find these on in any store. Or on the site. Oh, did you have to sign up for a sneaker drop for these? I uh, know. I don't. I'm. I'm in my late twenties. I don't do sneaker drops anymore. <laughs> okay. So how did you? What are these? And how did you cop? Um, I giggled to myself about thirty seconds ago because I consulted a shoe artist to create mm. these for me. <laughs> oh, did you use the online Nike <laughs> footwear builder? <laughs> exactly. I use the <laughs> footwear builder. is really funny. Damn. Because it's kind of like a Bob the Builder like mm-hmm. offshoot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. I did go to the subway of shoes, Nike, wow. and I created them from scratch, Ty. And I only changed one thing. Cool. So that's wait. What do you mean you only changed one thing? There is like colorways that exist on the website. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I took a base template okay. and I changed one thing. Can you even pick out what that is? 
I'm going to take a quick gander at Eric's shoes, and it's pretty hard to say because I'm not really familiar with the um, defaults at Nike. I am familiar with like the defaults at Subway, the Supreme Meats, and whatever. <laughs> herbs and cheese. Herbs and cheese, but here it's hard to say. I'm going to say the laces, Eric. Your laces have a really reflective quality, mm. and they uh, don't look like something that someone would try to sell you on purpose. <laughs> so, it, am I correct? Was it the laces? No, you are incorrect, Ty. Um, huh. It's the, it's the swoosh itself, Ty. It's the herbs of the cheese. Wow. Um, the swoosh. I got the swoosh custom. Did you make the logo bigger? No, it's white. You made the logo. Was it a black on black before? It's all black. Okay, so we're looking at a black sneaker with a white logo, and everything has a tint of reflectiveness to it. Mm-hmm. Cool. I actually had no idea it was going to be reflective, but when I received it, I said, you know what? Let's, let's rock it. Yeah, dude. I mean... It's good to have a high-vis outfit when you're roaming the streets on Demon Time. <laughs> These are cool, Eric. Uh, so when you're, what, what is the like process of building a sneaker on Nike.com slash CA? It's almost exactly like building a sandwich. Yeah. Except you have the ultimate flexibility of editing anything at any time. Mm. So you can go a, back and take your meat off and add a different meat. Exactly. Cool. To with no waste, <laughs> um, you can go in, make your whole shoe. I mean sandwich. I mean shoe, and then shoeitch. Shoeitch. <laughs> God damn it. Damn. And yeah, you can you know do everything you want, but I don't want to bore you with all the details, Ty. It's just a shoe. <laughs> so when you open up the the shoe making site, is do they just hit you with a question right away, like? Toe and heel? <laughs> yeah, uh, laces? Laces? Yeah. Wow. Pretty much, Ty. Um, yeah, it took over a month. To build it or to get it shipped to you? Um, from click to collect. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Thank you. It's funny that like there's two types of commerce that exist today. There's, I want something completely custom and I want it whenever it's made. Mm-hmm. And then there's, I want something immediately and I want to lo- remove all barriers of entry. Like in the case of Subway, they're optimizing for customizability and they're compromising efficiency as a byproduct. Mm-hmm. But I'd imagine that there is the potential for a Subway concept that optimizes efficiency in favor of uh, freedom, I guess. But isn't that what the refresh retard menu is for? Kind of. It's like, I want the number 12. Like, I don't want to think about it anymore. Because, you know, people who are hardworking types start at 3 a.m. and at noon, they got to go to lunch, which is Mm -hmm. actually their dinner. Yeah. And they say, I don't fucking want to make 18 more decisions here. I want to make one. That's true. But the challenge is they don't get the opportunity to opt out of the decisions. They just know what their answers are. They're still going to ask you what cheese, what vegetables. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even if you point up to the menu and say, I'll have a number nine, number six, nine. But uh, I, so I was reading this Business Insider article the other day, Eric, about Subway sandwiches. And they said they're testing on some college campuses this new concept. It's a Subway vending machine that uses artificial oh. intelligence to recommend you a sandwich. Now we're cooking with gas. Yeah. Go so on that. This is about as efficient as it gets because there's still an aspect of personalization that's happening Mm-hmm. But it's happening with a preset in piece of inventory. So they make like maybe they have forty sandwiches in the vending machine. They're all different. You walk up, you talk to the machine. The machine reads your voice, asks you some questions. I don't know what kind of questions. 
a vending machine would ask a human. Uh, maybe it's about like your uh, uh, sexual promiscuity, or maybe it's uh, about your body count, body count, your total comp, your mm-hmm. um, haircut. I don't know. And but based off of the information you provide it, then it will suggest you one of the available sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Quick discourse throws you a sandwich through the vending machine, and you're on your way. Doesn't mm-hmm. get much more efficient and personalized than that. I think they've solved for both camps. Mm-hmm. That is pretty smart, Ty. Um, AI is the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to like. I want my entire sandwich to be personalized for me. I don't even want to like think about like, mm-hmm. like ham or turkey. Like I just want to. I just want them to know that. I'm a I'm a pig poppy. Mm-hmm. Okay, give me that ham. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Give me the salami. Mm-hmm. Cure it if possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. Like, I get the same thing every single time anyway. And like, they know, I know what my my ideal sandwich is, and I know what I want to be experimental, and I want to be able to opt into experimentation. Totally. Or just you know go default, and my default is different than your default. Absolutely. Like, I'm a soy boy who's inspired by novelty. And <laughs> if a vending machine just heard that, then they could probably do the rest of the work. And There's not that many options. Like, yes, there are technically millions. millions. <laughs> <laughs> but really, like, you're going to get lettuce, Ty. You're going to get... I'm going to get you lettuce. Know, you're, gonna, you're, you're not going to get any meats. That cuts it down to, like, 4,000 options. Mm, 400,000. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and... You're gonna get three sauces, so that eliminates the possibility of there being more than three sauces or less mm-hmm. than three sauces. Mm-hmm. So again, now we're down to like 200 options, mm. and then what? Okay, yeah, you know already that I like Southwest sweet onion. Mm-hmm. I can hard code those, right? That brings me down to 12 options. Mm-hmm. Out of those 12, and take any, you know, they're all probably good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It is AI. It really is just process of elimination exactly you gotta like rick rubin said you gotta bring it down to two options and then mm-hmm. you gotta just pick one <laughs> and in a weird way like with uh this type of commerce the formality of purchasing isn't the problem it's the decision making that's the problem yeah we're optimizing for efficiency in this case mm-hmm. like when i was in seattle last weekend i went to an amazon fresh which is the uh grocery store concept that you just walk in walk out no pay amazon go They've rebranded now. It's now Amazon Fresh. Oh, that's way better. It's pretty funny, right? <laughs> so if you want to think fresh, mm-hmm. end shop fresh. Wow. I got the store for you. Wow. Yeah. I would what love a weird to shop home. fresh. I, I was in San Francisco and I saw an Amazon Go. I guess mm-hmm. they, you know, much like when a company changes their logo, they don't update it everywhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the same time. So I guess it was just outdated, but... I was tempted to go in. I feel like there's like a login screen when you, at the front door or something. Yeah, I'll like walk, how do you, how do you, I'll do walk you through that. So all you have to do is have the Amazon app on your phone and then oh, you just you like tap it me. as you go in. You already lost me. Yeah, dude. Apps? Fuck apps. Yeah. <laughs> Websites are back. <laughs> the only app on my phone is Anchor. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> me? I don't even use websites. You know what I do? I phone them. You phone who? I, I, anybody I need to do conduct business with. You phone Zach. You're like, yo, what did my GF? Where did my GF go last night? Yeah, I say, can you can you, <laughs> can you update my timeline? <laughs> that sounds like some American Express concierge level service, and you already know I'm down to yeah, flex status whenever possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I I recently had them make some reservations for me. Perfect. This is that. That is what this wealth class is all about, Eric. I mean, do you think that anybody with a blue check on Instagram is writing their own captions? No, they got somebody on Fiverr doing that for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. 
only Elon, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But he has like the he has a platinum check. And like look how that worked out for him. Exactly. Yeah. Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. <laughs> um that's that's at least the going narrative, but mm-hmm. I, I'd like to you know cut him some slack. I think he's doing a great job. I think you know, fire the losers who tweet about you badly. I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I like that energy. Uh-huh. Um, I also like you know him cutting the fat. Get rid of all these fucking dorks who don't mm-hmm. do shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. No more free lunches. Ain't nothing's free in this life, baby. Hell yeah, no coasting. Exactly. I yeah, uh, it sounds like the best boss possible, actually. <laughs> Someone who really pushes you to do your best work. Exactly. Even I don't want to be like coddled like a little baby foot long you know what I mean yeah I know I don't want to be wrapped up in little paper I want to be squeezed by the hands of a gloved up artist I want to be toasted I want to be pinched by a dull knife yeah exactly and Elon is the dull knife of CEOs absolutely um wow yeah dude this Amazon Fresh experience was exactly what you would expect you walk in you still have the formality of decisions you still have a paper shopping list Mm-hmm. Ironically, but um, you have a paper shopping list. Well, it's yeah. Sometimes you ever like write down your grocery list on a piece of paper. There's something really like uh, old world about that. Yeah, it's charming. You know, <sighs> it it kind of like it, it makes you okay. Well, it's actually a question. Do you think you are more likely to impulse buy something if it's written down on paper or digital? Because digital, you can edit easier. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to bring the pencil you with you. You don't bring the pen, no. <laughs> you're just going to have the list of things. It's an indoor pen. <laughs> um, but that lack of editing might make you want to, like, buy something more. Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it's not on the list, but that doesn't mean I can't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I find in the times that I have used the paper and pen strategy for grocery shopping, it leads to a stricter experience in the store. I don't find I'm deviating as much, mm, okay. which is maybe bad for the palate, good for the wallet. <laughs> just uh, palette and wallet are very similar words mm-hmm. uh, so good job on that thank you at subway the wallet and the palette are always at odds with each other mm-hmm. your palette wants that brown guac your wallet doesn't think it's worth the money dude i got some bad brown guac in the mail yesterday <laughs> and by oh in- dude don't open that what the hell <laughs> <laughs> and by mail i meant uber eats oh no but yeah i ordered like an 11 dollar guac and chip combo from cursed taco fino wow the the original dude. mexican restaurant this is on you dude you shouldn't be ordering chips and guac online i've done it before and it's worked surprisingly well i feel like they scrape it quickly before they send it out mm-hmm. um, but clearly this guac skipped QA mm-hmm. and went straight to my door and it was pretty brown Bay didn't seem to care but princess I am I just, I just took a spoon scraped it off threw that out mm-hmm. and con- continued to eat it but glop glop <laughs> I love the to think about any uh, restaurant order as ordering food online it mm-hmm. kind of like dumbs it down to the magic of it that you can get guacamole online. Yeah. I had this like restaurant concept where like the logo of the restaurant would be a QR code. Mm, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, there's no name of the restaurant. It's just the QR code. That's the only like brand artifact that exists. Mm-hmm. And it therefore is like front and center in the restaurant, like above the bar. And you like sit down and like that's the menu. Mm-hmm, that's the name of it. It's the main exactly so. Damn, you're kind of claiming IP on QR codes in general, but only that QR code. Yeah, yeah, like it's you can't. That yeah, one. yeah. So 
Otherwise, I'd name it, you know, TF code. You know wow, I mean? yeah. Hell yeah, TF code. Yeah, but <laughs> it's just like a sandwich, and you scan the sandwich. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. I've been noticing lately when I Google things, Google says to me, hey, do you want to scan something? And then, like, they'll just prompt me with that. Are you sure yeah. you don't want to scan it instead of typing it? Dude, the AI is like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, like, robots are trying to take over your life, dude. They're like, are you sure you don't want to, like, give us more power? <laughs> kind of. They're like, maybe you should just take a picture of what you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you want to just go ahead and enable like, your camera and yeah. microphone? Yeah, it's like, oh, man, I'm on the toilet. But, um, yeah, it, it makes me think about that, like, they're, they're such a... Uh, uh, I don't know dichotomy there. I don't really want to. I don't really want to provide that information to Google, but I also mm. want them to make my life easier. That's true. As as far as I'm concerned, take my information. Like I want, I want to be owned by a corporation mm-hmm. so much that I don't have to ever make any decisions ever again. It's, it kind of depends on the corporation, though. You don't want to accidentally be like owned Doesn't by matter. Wayfair. It's the highest bidder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever. Whoever is willing to buy my. You know, contacts app mm-hmm. <laughs> or my address. Mm-hmm. Take it, take it. If you can somehow provide me value in exchange for measly information, mm-hmm. go for it. Information is not tangible. You can't take it and eat it. <laughs> no, no, not like you can like a French wrap supreme. <laughs> exactly, or a foot long. Foot mm, long. I forgot which podcast this was. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Adios mio. <laughs> Taco Bell <laughs> podcast slip. <laughs> Um, I, I get that, Eric. Uh, I don't mean to make this a tech podcast, but our tokenized future, thanks to the blockchain, will enable us to then sell our data to the highest bidder, in theory. Mm-hmm. But the little guy never wins. I'm not the little guy. You might consider yourself the little guy. That's what the shawarma guy calls me. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, His words really cut deep. That's true. Clearly, he's traumatized you. Cut deep into my meat and his... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Well, I look like a narc when I go in there with mm-hmm. my shaved head mm-hmm. and my racer sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't matter because I tip him well. And he lets me bring my road bike in the shop because mm. I'm scared to leave it outside. Yeah, that, that's not very narc-like. Because that, that would be police property in, if you were. Mm, that would be an expense. It doesn't yeah, exactly. matter. Exactly. They're not thinking about that. Yeah, you're right. I learned that... Um, there's narcs among us, obviously, mm-hmm. and there's narcs that their entire job is to go to um, mom and pop owned businesses, mm-hmm. <laughs> ask for alcohol, and find them if they give it to somebody who's underage. Right. My yeah. friend actually used to do this. He's oh, no really? longer my friend. You have someone on the inside. Yeah. Spoiling it for the youth. Yeah. No longer my friend, obvious for obvious, obvious reasons. reasons. Um, but. He gave me this little anecdote that stuck with me. You're not allowed to lie about your age. You can't ever lie during this process. Mm-hmm. Like you can't trick the company into giving you a free, or not a free, but like giving you a beer if you're underage. Like you have to always be upfront. If they ask you your age directly, you can't lie and say you're over 19 or over 21. Mm-hmm. So then my new strategy for going to restaurants, and if I ever get ID and I don't have my ID, I say, oh, don't worry, I'm of age. <laughs> right. Surprisingly, never works. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Weird story. Uh, last time I was in Newport Beach, I tried to go to a tiki bar slash comedy show. Newport Beach? Is that in 
Los Angeles South area? Los Angeles area, okay. yeah. Orange, just the, like, the fringe of Orange County. Right, right. Yes, yes, yes. Um, tiki bar slash comedy show. I'm in line to get in. I already got pre, pre-purchased the tickets. Uh, we're approaching the end of the line, and LP next to me says, ah, shit, I got my ID. Mm. Like, oh, no, they're checking ID. We're not going to get in because oh. we both are baby-faced little cuties. <laughs> and then uh, we're like, well, let's just, let's just talk to the guy. Let's just negotiate because there's always a negotiation option, right? Mm, yeah. I, have, I have a few Benjamins in my wallet. We can make some magic happen. I like, I like the sound of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Blue Benjamins mm-hmm. always make the day go by. They make easier. everyone's day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we get up to the front of the line, and LP says sorry sir no id i hand mine over right away and he says that's okay just look me in the eye and answer this one question are you over 21 and she says uh yeah i just i uh, yes i am but i just forgot he's like then he cuts her off he says no yes (laughs) or no are you over 21 oh shit and she's like i'm 29 and then he says no are you over 21? And this she says, and script. she just like, yeah, she looks so frazzled now. And she says, yes. And he says, come on in. Oh, <laughs> I know. And then as wow. we're away, he says, a police officer could never say that. Wild, yeah. right? So yeah. that was how we learned the rule. That's, it's one rule that everyone needs to know. And everyone like, needs to know, yeah. Um, there's a good chance you'll come across a Karen who doesn't understand the simple fact of life. Clearly, they've never been audited. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as soon as you get you know, in that situation where you have to be on your legal P's and Q's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you uh, end up you know, learning a lot. So congrats to LP, man. That's yeah, awesome. dude, we navigated that successfully. So and now in any situation, you don't need ID. You don't need, you don't need to bring any, any type of identification. Dude, you just ID need, is useless. Your, I'm here. Your word is more powerful than yeah. that piece of plastic id is so stupid like what who are you iding i'm standing in front of you <laughs> you're looking at like a picture of you like dude you got the real thing right here <laughs> it, i need some photo id it's like dude i'm the photo <laughs> do you realize what they took the photo of it's pretty silly isn't it's it it's fucking crazy i'm standing in front of your dumbass yeah like just uh, look me in the eye yeah and then they, when they ask for two pieces it's like oh like you really want to see the amex platinum mm-hmm, i get it I like, get it, yeah. you really want to see a black card i, I mm-hmm, know i know mm-hmm. you like, just want to see how much i'm packing in the uh, bottega wallet exactly what if that whole thing was just, I want to see what kind of wallet you have, mm-hmm. and then I can judge everything based on that. Honestly, like, you know how some, <laughs> like, okay, I keep my wallet thin, right? I, I like... <laughs> don't, don't tell me you want one of those, like, minimalist wallets no, no, that no, are, no. like, made of metal. No, I don't have, like, a narcotically thin <laughs> wallet. I like my wallet like I like my women, Eric. Just, oh, like... Yeah. Leathery and thick. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, like, just... In shape, you know, and okay. like hourglass figure, the right amount of substance, mm. and that's what my wallet is. It's just got it's got seven cards in it. It's a thicker leather. Seven cards. Yeah. Holy. Is that a lot? How many of those are for purchase power? I have two, two cards that can perform purchases. Two pieces of identification. Uh, two pieces of material for. Uh, entering and exiting uh, <laughs> co-working spaces. Ah, yes. I share those two as well. <laughs> and a transit card, which I save for emergencies where I drink too many Budweiser's and need to get home. Mm, Sometimes the um, the Uber, Uber has got like the surge going, you know? Yeah. My, my strategy has been to offload all of my 
um, non-brand propelling cards to my Apple Pay. Mm -hmm. And then all cards that look good in person are in the wallet. So mm -hmm. the Amex, the, the Visa, mm -hmm. all the cash, um, ID. Those are in the wallet, everything else is in the phone. Yeah, I totally get that. That has a risk mitigation method. Sometimes I'll pack them around. But I, I, what I realize is that the thicker your wallet, the less likely you'll get ID'd at a bar. Like if you pull out of like, you know some dudes who like sit slanted because their wallet is like a six inch sub thick. Yeah, yeah. And then they pull that out <laughs> to like plop it on the counter. Like bartender ain't IDing that guy. That's years That's of accumulation of garbage in there. Like he has to be at least 40. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Um, I mean, you could be right, or, um, you know, it could be said that this person just has bad credit. <laughs> it is almost a universal, also, red flag of bad credit. Yeah, this guy clearly does not know Life's how, to, not together. how to pay his bills. <laughs> um, there it is. Yeah, if you can't keep shit out of your wallet, you're probably not keeping a good tab on your bank account either. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Amex Platinum tie is doing damage in my Goyard wallet. Mm -hmm. um, the hard edges, there's no flexibility with the Amex Platinum. Yeah. Um, and so, your butt's curvy. And my butt is curvy. Um, so it's not flexing to the shape of the wallet. You know how it kind of expands mm -hmm. outward? Um, what was this Frank Ocean line about this? He's like, um, something of something, ben, ben my visa. Oh, and he's wow. like... Uh, Visa and Mastercard. No, visa and Mastercard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, my, my pocket's full. Then I can hold myself on. Then my Visa. My Amex and Mastercard. <laughs> I got new money. And it's all cash. I got... <laughs> we don't have to keep going. Exactly. So, But yeah. why does he talk about the Delta gift cards? I rubber band a $1,000 Delta gift card. I don't know why he's so into like such a like uh, like pedestrian airline. Exactly, literally the words out of my mouth, Eric. You, you never uh, you never witnessed the Delta Suites tie. No, that's the first class product from Delta Airlines. Okay, every, um, there's no ceiling to the Delta Delta offering. Yeah, exactly. It's like every brand. Um, it's like you think you have a nice car because it's a Mercedes, but mm -hmm. yeah, but they also make the A class. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's the pedestrian version. Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I have the same, baby. Yeah, I have the same brand of car as Drake, yeah. but it's like one thirtieth of the price. This is the craziest thing about the twenty first <laughs> century. I think about it all the time, which is that you can buy anything for any price. And uh, sorry, what? You can buy anything this is for anything. News to me. <laughs> yeah, pick pick a thing, and there's a low end and a high end version of it, and the low end yeah. goes infinitely low, and the well zero, and the high end goes infinitely high. Yeah, if it's if you can't buy it for free, then there's a chance that like Telus will give it to you for free. Yeah, yes. You sign there's up for a TV gonna... package and you'll get a free laptop. Yeah, no matter what it is, someone somewhere <laughs> is giving it away. Yeah. And also, someone's trying to sell it for like a hundred thousand dollars. That's true. That's why Facebook Marketplace is good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no there's no value to anything there. It's all made up. Do you think you'll ever see like a footlong on Facebook Marketplace? <laughs> Dude, a footlong Marketplace. Wow. <laughs> like, I can't... It's like, oh, I really fucked the sandwich up, but I don't like it. Like, someone want to take it off my hands? It's like, yeah, dude, I'll come by. Dude, you, have the, you have the idea to save Meta. It's, the, it's not Marketplace, <laughs> it's Farmer's Marketplace. Oh. And it's just food. Oh, dude, perfect. Boom. They it's take like, down Uber Eats, and people flock back to the platform. It makes so much sense. It's like, hey, guys, like, um, I had to hit my minimum $40 threshold to get this Uber gift card. 
who wants to split this enchilada with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner's on me tonight, baby. <laughs> Damn. Oh, that's awesome. It's kind of yeah. like a meetup.com slash like a food share service. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Meetup, M-E-A-T. Boom. Wow. That's what this is. And this is a meetup right in person. That is a, it is, it's, dude, this is a meetup in person. So much meat in one studio. Yeah, I'm, I'm a thick slice. Mm-hmm. We should probably end the episode here. We are hitting the 44-inch mark. Oh, dude. I love hitting the 44-inch mark with you. That means it's 45 because we got an ad. Mm-hmm. Actually, we took uh-huh. off ads. We don't have ads anymore. Yeah, this is ad-free for your listening pleasure. Dude, we got so much money from Anchor that mm-hmm. we stopped reading their ad. We yeah. said, you know what? Give it to the boys for free. Yeah. You know what I mean? This one's on us. It's on us, Ty. Come, yeah. come split this foot long with Ty and Eric. <laughs> yeah, meet us on Facebook, Farmer's Marketplace. <laughs> exactly. All right, breadheads. Thank you so much for listening to us on our 200th episode. Two double zero. Ah, salute, my amigos. Oh, shit. This is not the Taco, Taco Bell podcast. My bad. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, if you do want to listen to us on our new Taco Bell <laughs> podcast, you can uh, follow the link in the description. JK, that doesn't exist, but... Uh, looking forward to another 200 episodes with you, breadheads. Think fresh, everybody. Good night.